stars, and they don't match up to Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I might have thought they did one day. I was confused. Anybody else here ever confused? Yeah. Thank God that He gets us out of confusion. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's open up our Bible to John 3.16. Thank you, Lord. It's one of my favorite verses. People have relegated it to the salvation verse, which it is. But I guess we want to know more about what salvation means then, don't we? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray before we get started. Father God, we thank you for your word today, Lord. We reverence and esteem your word. We ask that it be you that speak today, that it not be the ideas and concepts of a man, but it be the very words of God, Lord. Use, a, use me today. Speak through me, Lord. I ask for utterance and revelation, for anointing, Lord, that this, this word that would go forth, that, that the hearer would receive it gladly and would bring forth fruit, Lord, in our lives and the lives of others, Lord. And as it does, we'll give you the glory. And we thank you for it in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 John 3.16. 3.16. Anybody know that verse? For God so loved. God so loved. You know, I can stop right there and camp all day long. God so loved me. God so loved you. God so loved that He gave. Amen? What, what an amazing... If we just get a hold of that then our receiving, see, because this isn't a giving problem because he's, he's so loved that He gave. So we've talked about that before, right? It's not a giving problem. What we've got to get a hold of is what He just said right there. Because He said He so loved you that He gave everything for you, for me. He gave everything. Not just so that you could go to heaven one day, but so that destruction and damage in your life could stop now. The, the day that this happened in your life, that you, that you and I believed that on Jesus Christ, that's the day everlasting life began. It's not going to begin later. Amen? How many know before you were in the middle of everlasting death? Amen? You know, I think some people who aren't saved and don't know God think that it's going to end one day. Well, no, it's not. Every, everybody's, everybody's going to leave this earth someday. Where they go will be up to them. Amen? Not up to God because He's already done everything for them, for me, for you. If we missed it, it wouldn't be God's fault. Amen? How many know God's good? And, and He's already displayed His goodness. So, you know, it, it, ha- it took Him displaying His goodness and then people coming after that and trying to explain away His goodness. But but that doesn't make him ungood. Ungood. That's that's the word tonight. Un- he's good. Amen. Ungood. No, he's he's not a, he's not ungood. He's good, and and he does good things. And that's all he does. And he did it before he ever knew you or me. He did it while we were still his enemy. But he still did it for us, because he was planning on having us. He was planning on me receiving this. He was planning on you receiving this. He sent Jesus so that we could be with Him, so that we could have everlasting life. And, and when it says that we would not perish, that means we would literally not be destroyed. We would, never, we would not have to endure the things that sin and, sick and, the, and everything that it cost. Amen? Amen. Look, look at the next verse. Look at, look at 317. It says, For God sent... 
not His Son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't, he didn't send Jesus to, to show us how bad we were. Right? Thank God. Right? It does kind of shine a light. <laughs> right? You can't look at Jesus and say, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, me, Jesus. It's like that. Now we are because of Jesus. Amen. But no, he didn't send him to condemn the world, but he sent him that he sent but that the world through him might be saved. And that word saved is the one that we make small when we relegate it to going to heaven someday. Amen. When when that's all it is, all the benefits of salvation sit and do nothing. They're idle for for your whole life. When that's all you believe this is because that word saved means healed made whole, delivered, prosperous. Huh? That, that word saved means so much more. And it's all in a word. Amen? Because that's what God sent us. He sent us Jesus. And Jesus was and is His word. It said the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? So, so literally, you know, I was teaching some of this in healing class uh, I don't know, a little while ago, and uh, and got and I was studying uh, studying something totally different, and God said, "No, you need to go right back to that and take off where you left off." I'm like, "Okay, I didn't know I wasn't through." He said, "Of course you weren't through, <laughs> huh? Of course I wasn't through. His word's infinite. It's just all I had, amen." And so he gives he gives us more. Thank God, but but he sent his word and saved us. Amen. He sent His Word and healed us. He sent His Word and rescued you. Amen. You were on the edge of going to hell and He sent His Word and pulled you back. Amen. Glory to God. His Word did that. And that, that's a powerful Word. It's, it's not just Jesus. It's, Jesus was the, the, the carrier, if you will, of that Word. And He became that Word and dwelt among us. Amen. And that's why it says you've got to believe in Him. What do you believe in when you believe in Jesus? You believe in the Word of God. Amen. It doesn't mean you believe in the parts you like. It means you believe in all the parts, right? Because there's some, you know, I read Ecclesiastes sometimes like, huh, you sure that was supposed to get in there, God? Yeah, because some of that stuff you're like, I think Solomon's angry. But you know, it's in there. There's good stuff in Ecclesiastes. Amen. There was years where I'd look at that book and say, I'll just skip that and go <laughs> yeah. Let's go on to the next one. But glory to God, every book in there, every part of His Word is put together exactly how He wanted it put together. And, and it's put there for us. And it's put there for us to find His goodness. Amen? It's, it's when men stop seeking His goodness through the Word and seeking justification, it's, that's, when they, that's when they lose the power of His Word. You, you don't want to seek to be justified in what you're doing by His Word or what your circumstances are by His Word. We're reading Job right now, right? Right? And a lot of people say, ah, it's just me and Job. Me and Job, we're just alike. Two peas in a pod, two birds in a mule's tail, me and Job. (laughs) And you know what? They don't understand what they're saying right there because what they're looking for is an excuse to fail. And what they want to do is find in the Word why they can. Amen? Amen? And you'll forgo your healing over things like that. You know, say, well, God's teaching me something through this. No, He wanted you to learn a whole different way. Now, if you'll learn by it and get out of there, good. 
Think about this. Job finally learned, got out of it, and it doesn't say he ever went back. Right? But God didn't do it to teach him that. It says the enemy did it. Amen? So we don't want to get confused about what happened to Job. And, yeah, we do want to be like Job. Because you know what? As much as happened to him, he got through that in a lot less time than I've gotten through some stuff. You know, I've probably spent more time on a hangnail than Job spent on losing everything. Right? I don't know why I had to have a hangnail. The nail was just growing in right. God's trying to teach me something. (laughs) I don't think so. God wants us to find His goodness. He wants us to see His goodness through His Word. And He wants us to see that His Word is always good. Why? Because if it's not, people won't count on it. That's why, the, that's why the devil spent so much time trying to discredit the Word of God. Or he'll spend the rest of his time trying to get it to be a fairy tale. Right? Because we've read way too many books. We've watched way too many movies. You know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'm sitting there reading about, about uh, Abraham and, 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 and Moses and all those things that happened, and I'm reading it like it's a story. It's not a story. And right now, every time I read a story like that, the, I can hear the Holy Spirit reminding me, this really happened. And you know, a lot of people say, well, I know it really happened. Do you? Think about how you're thinking while you're reading that. Because too many times we're willing to let it be a story instead of a historical fact and miracles from God. Yes. Miracles that happened then and the same God still exists today. The same God that, that put this whole thing in motion is our God. Amen? So nothing that happened before is... is, is can, can, I can't, I'm going to have to make up a word, I think. But it, nothing that's happened before would keep God from doing it again. In other words, He didn't run out of miracles. Right? But what He did do was He sent His Word... He sent His Word and He healed you. He rescued you. He saved you. And He put ability in you through His Word. Amen. Amen. Just as Jesus was the Word of God, He he sent us as He was sent. Remember what He said to the disciples in John. In John 21, I think. He said, as the Lord sent me, I'm sending you. How did the Lord send Him? As the Word. As the Word. Look at Psalm 107, verse 20. You know what? I preach on a lot of words, a lot of verses that everybody knows, but don't know too much. Amen? Because there's more in there. There's more in there. And a lot of times, just because you got the puzzle piece don't mean you know where to put it. Right? I remember when I used to do jigsaw puzzles, I'd get tired about halfway through and I'd pull the pocket knife out. Say, we'll make that thing fit. Uh, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but when I got done with it, it did not look like the cover. (laughs) Needless to say, not a lot of time spent on jigsaw puzzles. I went more with the 12-piece ones, me and Ramsey. We were good at those. Then she started going way past me, so I had to quit. (laughs) Psalm 107, verse 20 says, He sent His Word and healed them. Healed means made us whole. Made us whole. Healed them. It cured us. 
What did He cure you of? Whatever you needed. He didn't didn't put any stipulation on that, did He? Why? Because what He did took care of everything. He sent His Word and took care of you. Anything that could have happened, anything that would have happened, anything that might happen later, Jesus took care of it. He sent His Word and healed us. People say, well, I'm sick. Well, He sent His Word and healed you. Yeah, but I'm sick. He sent His Word. And, and, And if you argue like that, you're not receiving the Word. I've done it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I see what the Word says, Lord, but I have this. And he's like, he's like you're not reading it. <laughs> Actually, he'd say, you are reading it. He'd say, quit reading it and let it get in your heart. Amen? And I'd say, okay, Lord, I see what it says, but that's not what I'm experiencing. He says, you're not trying to, to fit your experience in the Bible. You're trying to get the Word to take care of you so that you're not having that experience. You want to experience the Word. Amen? We want to experience He sent His Word and made us whole. Amen? If It doesn't matter what type of sickness. It doesn't matter from, a, like I just said, a hangnail to, the, to a death sentence. This Word is greater. And see, those are the things that we have to get in our heart. We can't have an ounce of doubt mixed in with our Word. Amen? You can't, you can't say, well, I'm pretty sure he'll do it. Well, then pretty sure it leaves just a little room for doubt, right? We don't want a little of anything else in our hearts except his word. Amen? When, when, when you're believing for something for somebody else, you know what they want you to be full of? The word. Right? And I say, say you were believing for your relationship... And you walked up to me and you said, you know, will you pray for me and my wife and our marriage? I'll say, yes, I will, because I was just watching Days of Our Lives and I can see how things would go south really fast. And you would not want me praying for you. Why? Because Days of Your Lives is not what's going to heal you. It's not going to help your marriage. Right? But if you say, yeah, I was just listening to the marriage meeting from last year and, and, and Brother Moore said this and Mrs. Moore said this and I was putting that together and, and I got faith in my heart for you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That's so much better than days of our lives. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> Nothing against days of our lives. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> if you watch it, I'll pray. I've never... I, I, I heard about it one time. No, that's enough. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. His Word is what you need in you for you and for those around you. Amen? God sent His Word for us. He sent His Word to cure us and to make us whole. What, why did He want us whole? Because whole people go out and do things with the Word that was given to them. Amen? Why? They're now whole. They can now do something. Why? When you're whole, your heart's fixed. Amen? Before, you didn't have a heart that could hold all that He had for you to do. But when you're born again and when you're saved and when you're healed, you, you can now hold everything that God has for you. You can begin to take in and, and, and see the vision of what God has for you to do. Why? Because now the Word that was sent to you is in you. And, and it's growing. Amen? And, and it's ready to do things. And, and that's... That's what Jesus did for us. He came to this earth and He walked to this earth as the Word of God. And He said, if you believe in Me, 
You know what he said in John? He said, if you'll abide in me and my word, what word is that? The word of God that he is. And my word abide in you. What did he say? I don't say anything that my father doesn't say. So what word was he speaking? God's word. So he's saying, if, if, if you abide in me and the very word of God abide in you, ask what you will. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, i got to get that so I can ask for everything I ever wanted. No, if you get that, your wants will change. That's, that's what he's saying. If you'll grab hold of my heart, if you'll abide in me and you'll see what I, what I dream about, and I abide in, and my word abides in you. You'll see what I dream about. And you'll begin to be the one that wants to bring that to pass. And you'll, you'll get healed that much faster. Why? Because you'll see he's dreaming about you being well. He dreamed about it so much that he healed you in advance. Yes, Glory to God. Yes. It, it was his will for us to be well. Amen? And, 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 and see, we've put stipulations on things like that. You know, we, we've put age stipulations. Who got quiet? <laughs> right? You know, and what I've noticed is that as I do age, that I, I haven't been in the Word nearly enough, or I haven't let enough Word in me. What, what are you saying, Dave? Well, sometimes I'll, I'll feel a pain. Of, oh, must be getting older. No! <laughs> Don't say that. Don't, don't be okay with that. You, you think Moses climbed up that hill? <laughs> I'm going to get there. No. Moses climbed up that hill at 120 years old, strong with good eyesight. Glory to God. I'm not putting stipulations on He sent His Word and healed me. He sent His Word and healed me, but no. He sent His Word and healed me. I want to be well all the days of my life. And, and you know, it doesn't matter what we've allowed ourselves to experience. You know, I, I've allowed myself to experience some things I don't think God wanted. Right? Hey, I'm not using any of you. I'm using me at least. Huh? Right? You know, we allow things that God doesn't want. He, he never envisioned you being sick when He sent Jesus to the cross. He never, when those stripes went on His back, His vision was of a well church. The church is not a hospital for sick people. It's a training ground to go out and lay hands on sick people. Amen? That, that's what we're to do. And, and don't, don't get in condemnation, though. If you're dealing with something, everybody's dealt with something. But the more Word we put in us, we'll deal with it all differently. Amen? Why? Because you'll find your ability in your heart instead of in your head. We've let our head lead way too long. We see something and we feel something and automatically our head says, that's this, and your heart knows that's not right. But you let your head say it. We need to tell our head to shut up. Right? You know what? In the, I found a verse for us in Proverbs today. I think it was in Proverbs. Let me see if I can find it. I, I wrote it down. Proverbs. Proverbs is somewhere in my notes. Proverbs. Here it is. Proverbs 16.23. says, The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Doesn't, your mouth shouldn't be teaching you. You should be teaching your mouth. 
out of your heart. But you've got to have in your heart what God, what, what the Word of God. Amen? You know, it, says, it says out of the good treasure in a good man's heart comes forth good things. Right? Amen. And that, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't say out of the good treasure of a saved man's heart. Because there's saved men that aren't putting good things in their heart. <laughs> well, it's just the way it is. <laughs> we can, but we don't always do it. Amen? How many know that most of the TV shows we watch are not letting good things in our eyes? Right? And how many know what, what gets to your heart is gets through your eyes? I'm not telling anybody to sell their TV sets. I'm telling us all we need to watch what we put in our eyes. Because what we put in our eyes, what we let in our ears, is what we're speaking later because it's what's in our heart. Amen? And he said if we'll put the Word in our heart, right? If, if he sent that Word to heal you and it's in your heart, you're going to start walking in some continual health. Right? Because if you have a pure heart, if your motives are right, and you start putting the Word in that pure heart, out of it will come pure things. Amen? It's, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's not necessarily saying they'll go to heaven someday. It's saying because they don't have an ulterior motive, God can show him more of, their, more of himself. Amen? Yes. Yeah, if you'll get rid of your, your uh, impure thoughts, your impure motives out of your heart, then all you got is a pure heart to receive the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Where, where did I tell you guys to go? Oh, we're still in 107.20, aren't we? 107.20 sent his word and healed him and delivered them from all their destructions. The word delivered means rescued, saved. Rescued, saved. Amen. It's a good thing. Saved. How many saved people I got here? That's because he sent his word. Amen. Amen. Look at the very next verse. It says in verse 21, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work works to the children of men. How many children of men do I have in here? If you don't raise your hand, you probably ought to because you are a children of a man. Yes, amen. amen. But do you notice that there's none of these verses after famine or destruction or sickness? You know, it doesn't say uh, they were sick and beaten down. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. No. It says this time after time again after it shows the goodness of God. His Word is good. When I started teaching Bible studies years and years ago, Rick's way older than I did, so he taught him earlier. <laughs> but I started looking at the Word, and I, I saw God's goodness in it. And, and it was so easy for it to flow out of me. It was so In Bible studies, it was so easy for that. And, and I said, God... And, but then yet people would sit in my Bible studies and argue with me about being sick or being broke or being hurt or being destroyed. They said, well, maybe God wants that. And I'm like, well, that's not in the book. And they'd go looking for verses to back up their poor lives. And after those verses, it never said, oh, that men would praise Him for His destruction in our life. Oh, that men would praise Him for the sickness that He gave us. Because He didn't give us sickness. Amen? But when I started looking, I said, God, why can I see it? And he said, because you're only looking for my goodness. And if we'll look at every passage, no matter what it says, and we will not be swayed. 
Just because it says something that we think, our head says, well, it's saying that God's doing bad things right there. No, you're missing something. I'm missing something. Be willing to say, I don't see it all. Because God's good. God's good. And if we'll stop right there and say, I know God's good, and He'll show me what this verse means. But you've got to be willing to stop yourself. Spiritual pride can keep us out of the best things God would ever have us know. Right? Well, it says that, and by golly, that's just the way I'm going to believe it. Well, then by golly, that's what you're going to have. Right? You know, and that's not what we want. We want God's goodness. God, God, God does good things for men, good things for women. He, he's doing good things in our life. He's put good things in place. He, he's made a path of goodness for us to walk on. And, and, and in that path are not things that He's put. He, he doesn't put obstacles. Obstacles are already there. He also doesn't go around obstacles. Why? He overcomes them. You know, a lot of people don't even want to say, they go, well, that's an obstacle. God, God should have got rid of that. Why didn't he? He could have done it. Because he gave you ability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Paul asked three times for something to get out of his life, and, and God said, my grace, what? My ability in you yeah. is more than enough to take care of that. Right. And, and somehow or another, religion said, God said no. God didn't say no. He said, I've already given you the ability to take care of those thorns in your flesh. He said, take care of them now. You know, when, when, when we were saved, we received the greatest healing that we would ever receive. Amen? You were as sick as you could ever be before you received Jesus Christ as Lord. You were sick unto death. But when we received Jesus Christ as Lord of our life, we were taken from death unto life. Amen? You were healed. You were healed from the inside, and that should begin to work its way out. Why? Because His Word's infinite. It's a living, breathing thing. It's it's ever-growing, and it ought to grow in us at all times. He sent His Word and healed us. That wasn't a one-time thing. That was a forever thing. You know what? Tomorrow you'll be just as healed as you were today no matter how you feel. Because feelings are only registered in your head. Heart knows what's right. If you'll put the Word of God in your heart, you'll always know the right answer. Right? Glory to God. He's helping us tonight. He's helping us a lot. The Word is important to us. You know, a lot of people say, I'm a Word person. You know what? Are you? (laughs) You know, check yourself. You know, don't, we, we don't want to just say, well, I go to this church and I've watched the Southwest this many times and I, I've seen this preacher and I've been to that preacher and, and I, I sit on the front row every third week of the second month of the third year and I go and I do and I know. You know, all those things don't mean anything. Right? If we're a word person, we esteem the word. Not only do we esteem it, we know enough to know we don't know it all. Amen. Right? Amen. And so arguing the Word, if you're somebody that doesn't know it all, you shouldn't be arguing the Word. Right. Say, oh, well, it says in the Bible, argue the Word. No, it says let's reason together. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you should definitely talk together. Say, what about this? What, about, what do you think about this? No matter what they say. But you never get angry. 
Right? You don't get angry. You put the word in your heart. You know what you believe so you can't be talked out of it. But don't memorize it. You know where you memorize the word at? Right here. You know where you keep it at? Right here. Right? You may never have memorized what's in here, but all of a sudden when something, when something, when the devil attacks you, all of a sudden the word starts pouring out of you in massive amounts. Why? Because that's what you put in. And it's in your heart and your head didn't have time to stop you before it got out of there. Our head has no capacity to believe. It is not where faith is stored. It can't have, it says your faith is from your heart. Amen? When you confess Jesus as Lord, your faith in that confession is in your heart. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Amen? And what you have to have first is that belief in your heart. Amen? Because when you say it, you want to know it came out of a belief. Not out of a, well, i got to have it. I don't want to go to hell. No, you don't want to go to hell, but He's good. What a better reason to come to God. Because it says in the Word that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Amen? Not the, not the fear of hell. The fear of hell leads you to uh, moments of repentance. False repentance, if you will. Lord, forgive me for everything I did. I feel so much better. I'm going to have to the bar. <laughs> so I feel so good about myself now. I know I can do it. No. No, no, no. Thank you, Lord. Look at Luke 8. We, we want the Word to have value in our lives. It's not, a, it's not Bible stories. It's actual events that happen. They're miracles that happen. They're, they're, they're these things, and when, when Jesus talked about the Word, He talked about it being important. Amen? It wasn't a byproduct of God. It was the very nature of God. It was was who He was. It's what He sent. He sent His Word. And you can't separate God and His Word. You know, you can't say, well, His Word says this, but He did this. No. God does every time exactly what His Word says. And actually, He's already done everything His Word says. So He's not doing anything new. So if you say God did this, see, God already done that. Right? Healing isn't something that's going to happen. It's something that already happened. What, 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 what the devil tries to do is keep us back from having it with our traditions, our thoughts, our, our unbelief, right? He tries to get us thinking, well, yeah, I know I'm healed, but now, man, my leg's not feeling any better yet, but I'm waiting for my manifestation, waiting for my manifestation. But you know what? Wait for your manifestation, but don't make that a byword just so, so you can get away with having a sore leg. Right? I mean, there's some of these things that we need to say, you know what, I'm going to the Word. This should not be true in my life, and there's something stopping. And it ain't God. This isn't a giving problem. Right? He already sent His Word. He already gave His Son. It's not a giving problem. So if we're having an issue, we need to look at our receivers. Right? If the quarterback's throwing the ball... And he's hitting these guys in the chest all day long, and, and the ball's falling to the ground. It's not a quarterback problem. Right? There's your football analogy for the day. And that's something you can watch on TV. It's good for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, strike that from the record. Luke 8. 
Luke 8, 12. Luke 8, 12. And he's explaining the parable of the sower. And this is, this is the first seed, the seed that was sown on the wayside, the seed that was sown on the hard ground, the ground that had been tra- tra- trampled down and, and it couldn't get in the ground. Amen? And, and how many know, those, they, were, they were the ones, they heard the word. Now see, here's the difference. Everybody hears the word. It's the condition of the heart it goes in which determines what's going to happen after that. Amen? And so they heard the word, and immediately, why? Because it's sitting out in the open, and they're not protecting it in any way. There's no ground cover. There's no protection for that seed. It can't get in the dirt. It's getting stolen. That, that word's gone. Says the devil, he comes to take the word out of their hearts immediately, in, in other versions, lest they what? Should believe and be saved. You know what that word saved means? Rescued, healed, delivered, yeah. prosperous. Yeah, because he doesn't want people to believe and be healed, right? So if he can get that word out of their heart, this will never happen. So he's got to get the word out of their heart. So this this person ended up with a zero, right? Number two, next verse. They that were on the they on the rock are they which hear the word. And man, they're excited. Man, like a house on fire. They are in faith. This is going to happen. And for a while they believe. And then when when the symptoms come back, man, I felt so good at church yesterday, but today I've got a headache. Stomach's low. I think I still got the flu. I know I'm healed, but I got the flu. You, if you're confused, be guaranteed your spirit is. Huh? He says, and, and, and he receives it with joy. What? He hears it right. But he's got so much wrong in him that he, that he can't get it. And the minute the temptation to let go of it comes, he quits. Quitting is a huge problem in the body of Christ. Because... Everybody that never quit got healed. Every person that refused to quit got healed. People say, well, I know somebody that refused to quit and they didn't get healed. (laughs) Well, okay. No. People who don't quit get healed. Right? Hey, my mom went to heaven way too early. One of my faith heroes. But I guarantee you, at the end of that, she got tired, and she it was a lot easier to go than stay. Right? So there was some quitting involved. I love my mom, but there was some quitting involved. Okay? I, I could I could try to make her, you know, she would probably come down and beat me if I said anything else. <laughs> you know why? Because she taught us that the Word of God was always true, always right, and it always worked. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so if I say anything else, she'd say, no, you're wrong. Say, yeah, but mom, look what happened to you. No, you're wrong, son. That's what she'd say. Why? Well, of course, she's in heaven. She knows way more of us now. But but the truth of the matter is, is quitting causes you to reap zero. You'll produce zero fruit. Right? And the third one? On number 13? 14, I'm sorry. And they which fell among the thorns, they which heard, they go forth. But the cares of life, the brush... The underbrush, the, the little weeds, the trees that shade, the, the 
pine needles or whatever you call them, they wouldn't allow anything to grow out of that ground. The seed got in, but there was too much other stuff. Too many other things going on there. And, and then, then the pleasures of this life, well, you know what? If I give my life to God, I won't get to do all the things I wanted to do. No, you'll get to do way greater things. Yeah, way greater things. You'll get to be a part of things you never dreamed you'd get to be a part of. Glory to God. I know when I was teaching Bible study with Rick five nights a week, which we enjoyed, man, we loved it. We, we didn't have any problem going to Bible study. But I never dreamed I'd be here today. I didn't even know the Moors. I just knew of them. You know, we were partners stealing their tapes. Rick was. <laughs> you know, we were partners. Right? I don't know what he was doing stealing their tapes, but we gave them away. The Morris has been giving stuff away free way longer than they know. <laughs> no, they know. We call mask. <laughs> but glory to God, I'm glad that for those days, but I never dreamed about where I'd be. And what if I'd have said, no, nah, this, is, this is enough. You know, if I give any more, uh, you know, I won't get my own life. People say, well, you'll miss out on this and you'll miss out on that. And that's the devil. Parents, when you hear somebody say, you're going to miss out on your kids this, you're going to miss out on your kids that. Parents, that's the lie of the devil. Serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And he'll take care of your kids. He'll take care of your kids and you'll be at the right things. You won't miss anything that you thought you were going to miss. Yeah, but they got six little league games next week. You know, if you've seen one, you're probably going to be okay. <laughs> huh? You know what? We, we went to Texas not long ago and we were staying in a hotel right across the street from a little league park. And we had the whole day off. I took her and said, let's go watch little league. We went and watched little league baseball for three hours. God's making that up for me. I didn't get, I didn't get a little league. <laughs> Parents, don't, don't hold back some of you from God because of your kids. He gave you your kids. He can take care of your kids. Amen? That doesn't mean you leave your kids unparenting, unparented. Is that a word? Unparented? Sounds like a good word. Right? Parenting is is a proactive calling, right? But serving God comes first. Amen? And I thank God that I served God first because God was able to put other people in, in Ramsey's life that she would listen to, right? Things that I could have said a thousand times, a thousand different ways, smiled, frowned, said mean, said happy. It wouldn't matter how I said them. I was Bozo the Clown standing in front of her right then, and she needed it from somebody else. And thank God, God put somebody else there. Thank God. Amen? Don't, don't get worried. That's all free. That wasn't even in my notes. It's all free stuff. They which fell among the thorns... Right? The underbrush. That's what my front yard looks like. Yeah, I go for the natural look. You know what you don't have to mow? The natural look. Ain't nobody going to push a mower through the hill on my, that goes down to my house because there's rocks and there's thorns and there's ugly stuff there. But man, when you just leave it, it looks so natural. I just smile and sit there and look at it. Huh? Why? Because my mower, I'm not going... 
Try and get that stinking mower to go. (laughs) But if you're trying to get seed to grow, if you want some grass, you're going to have to get rid of the underbrush. You know what you know what thorns and cares of this life do? They choke out the word of God. They choke out the good seed. That, that's why there is no grass in my yard, because everything else choked its ability out to even grow. Right? So we've seen three zeros. You know, I told them this in, in healing class. You know, some people think, well, at least I'm the one that just got the cares of life. It doesn't matter if you're the hard ground of the cares of life. You got zero. These aren't on a level. It's not one is worse, the hard ground's the worst, the second, all of them produce the same fruit. Right? And that's what God's trying to say. These produce no fruit. I got to have your heart. I got to have all your heart. I got to have an open heart to my word and nothing else. What, what are the cares of life? They're anything that's not his word. If it doesn't, match up to his word or if it doesn't come under the authority of his word right it should not be in there amen Amen? and you know i know in my life i've let some things in my heart that i found out later man those were some of the worst things i could have ever done amen and i'm so glad later that god showed me my heart amen because sometimes there's some things there people think well no i'm okay check your heart Check your heart. Sometimes some things get in there that you don't know. And you've done some things that, you, you know what, you just were thinking it wasn't going to be bad. And the next thing you know, you're in the middle of something you ought not be. Right? right? Amen. <laughs> that didn't go over very big. It's true. You know, you got people in this world today that just think they're safe. And you can just do anything. You know what? This world today... And it's getting more and more so. There are so many little things that if you just aren't watching at the right time, that you could change your life forever in a moment. Right? You know, people say, what could you do? Well, you could text and drive. Right? You know, and and, and I'm guilty right here, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty much trying to put that away. But what, what if you're texting? I mean, you've seen some of the commercials. You could change your life forever texting and driving. You know, there's stuff on the Internet. You hit the wrong button, you change your life forever. Your your identity will be on Aunt Martha somewhere. Right? Right? There's things in this world. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God working in us at all times. It protects us. It rescues us. It heals us. It keeps us. It keeps us bearing fruit. Amen? Amen? And we need those things. We can't just expect that we can go along without doing the things that God said are important. Amen? We're, like, we're just like our kids. Well, that, I know God said that, but I, I know He said get in the Word, but didn't He know that the hockey game was on tonight? Well, what was He, you know, maybe He meant after the hockey game. You know, if God says get in the Word, it's probably time to get in the Word. Hockey game or not. Amen? You know, I started getting into hockey and I figured out that's one more thing I don't need. (laughs) Why? Because I'm already intense about sports and that's an intense sport. (laughs) I told told somebody, I said, I'm not going to get involved in that. I said, I can't do it. And then I kept watching it. (laughs) Number four, number verse 15. 
said, but, but, that, but that on the good ground, what's that? That's the pure heart. The pure heart that if you're, if, that's blessed and you'll see God. Amen? The pure heart. They on the good ground, which in an honest and good heart, in other words, no, no ulterior motives, no other reason except they love the Lord, and they've, they've opened up their heart and they said, I'll take it. You send your word and heal me. Send your word and save me. Send your word and put it in me and through me. Amen? A good heart. Having heard the word, every one of them heard the word, but this one did something different. Had no weeds, had no thorns, had no rocks. You know what? You can do that with all those other grounds. How many know that I could have grass in my yard if I wanted it? Not going to. It's not going to happen. I got just enough grass. I got a little patch up in the front. looks real pretty. It's green. That's enough. Right? But how many know if you go out there and clear all that out, rake all those rocks out, and put some, put some good dig down to the good soil, put some grass seed out, it'd grow grass, and somebody'd have to mow on the side of that hill, I'd just feel sorry for them because I'd pay them. <laughs> right? But you could have all these grounds are fixable. Even the hard ground is fixable. You can get a tiller. You can till it up. You could, every, every one of these soils is fixable. Right? But you've got to want to be fixed. You've got to be willing to give up you. You've got to be willing to get rid of your cares. You've got to be willing to give yourself fully to God. And that's what this person said, of a good heart, gave themselves fully to Him and to His Word. And when that Word went in them, then they kept it. You know, they kept it. That's a big deal. Because a lot of people say, well, I've heard the Word and, and i got it. No, you've got to keep it. Why? Because something's trying to take it. Amen. Come on. Amen. It says that the thief comes immediately to steal the Word. Right? And he's going to try and take it. Because he does not want us believing and being fully rescued. Right? Every day. And, and something comes up against you, say, oh, no, I've been rescued from that. Right? Oh, sickness? No, thank you. I'm healed. Whole, as a matter of fact. I'm not even healed. I'm whole. I, I just stepped right. I stepped on healing, then we're right on the whole. Amen? And, and he doesn't want people to believe and have that. He wants you to leave a little room for something bad. You know, give, give me a little patch of ground. Just, you know, give me the corner up here. No. Don't give him the corner. He is crabgrass, and it will grow over everything you've ever tried to plant if you give him one inch. Don't, don't let him in. How do you stay healed? You keep this Word of God going in you and out of you, in you and out, in you and out. Why? Because it's working healing in your body. As we're talking about healing tonight through the Word of God, there are people that will be healed. In this building, in Sarasota, watching on internet, there's people that are receiving their healing right now. Why? Because you're getting a greater revelation of God's love for you and what He sent His Word to do for you. He sent His Word and healed us. And He saved us, rescued us, delivered us from all our destructions. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm liking this. Look at Proverbs 4. We'll get about one page of notes. That'll be good. That's all we get. I always figure he cooks up just enough, and then we have leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend to my words, Incline 
your ears to my sayings. And you know, a lot of people say, well, what's that mean? Incline, no matter what else you hear, incline, be inclined to go with what he says. Yes. Right? Amen. In other words, if the, if the world says, you know what, this is the diagnosis, get over it, you're sick. Incline to his word that says, by whose stripes ye were healed. Amen? It doesn't matter what the other word is. Incline your ear to His word. Amen? Because His word's saying something better. You know, He's inclining His ear to you. Right? He says, he, he, he says that He's listening for the prayers of the righteous. You know, He's, he's looking, he, He's waiting to hear you pray. Why? Because the prayer of the righteous is the one He's getting ready to answer. And I see the devil's lied to everybody. Oh, yeah, I prayed. God didn't answer my prayer. If you prayed, God will answer your prayer. Don't let the devil lie you out of it. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pay, pay uh, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. In other words, don't see something else as a possibility. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I just got to keep, I got to get these verses and stick them in my eyes all the time. No, you're seeing things. If you're, when your eyes are shut, you're seeing things. What he's saying is put my word so deep in your heart that when you shut your eyes, you see my word. When somebody else gives you a vision of sickness, he puts up a vision of health. He puts up, he, he, you, all of a sudden you see a parable of a man, a man get, getting cured of, of the palsy. Right? Yeah. Put the, in other words, you don't see like other people see anymore. Right? You put the Word of God and you've already inclined it to your ears. You're keeping it before your eyes. And, and it's not just written words on a card. Yes, keep those on your mirror. They remind you every day of the goodness of God. But they're not just memorization index cards. That, that's what you did when you took your test in high school and college. And see, that's what happens. We get those index cards, and then our mind goes back to college. And we're like, oh, yeah, i got to memorize. i got to memorize. No, you don't have to memorize the Word. You've got to put it in your heart. You know how I find, the, find scriptures when people says, where, say, where's that scripture at? I've got this Bible that I've had since I was 27, I think now. And I say, well, it's about right here. And there it is. I have no idea where it is. I know what my Bible looks like. Right? That, that doesn't make me right either. I'm messed up. Don't know. I'm not. But what I'm saying is memorizing where a bunch of scriptures are doesn't mean you have them in your heart. Make sure you have them in your heart. Me knowing where they're at, where to turn my Bible to, doesn't mean they're in my heart. It means I've memorized how each page in my Bible looks. Memorization is not filling your heart with the Word of God. Amen? Amen? We're not trying to memorize it. We're trying to put it in our heart. Where, where I want it to be memorized is in my heart. Yes. See, th- this, this is, uh, I, and, I'm, and, and so i got my IT people right here, this is the server. This is where everything's stored that you want to come out huh? when, when things are looking rough. Yes. You want to know this is never going away. It's always there. No matter what happens to the outside sources, everything around you, that server is safe. And everything on that server is safe. And everything on that server is good and it's not corrupt. Amen? Amen? Amen. Glory to God. 
Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of your heart. Why? Because they're life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Why? If you keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you keep them in the midst of your heart? Through your eyes and through your ears. That's how they get there. Right? And you keep them there. You, it says keep them in the midst of your heart. It doesn't, doesn't say hear them in your head and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the person that received the word with joy did. He heard it in his head. The word never got to his heart. Right? Because the heart was in the soil where all the rocks were. Never got there. Never bore any fruit. Amen? Amen. But, but if, if, we'll, if we'll keep it in our heart, you keep the word in your heart, it's life and it's health. Right. Amen? In other words, no matter what type of sickness, disease, anything trying to come against you, uh, doesn't matter what it is, financial problems, marriage problems, children problems, life problems, this is life the God kind of life to those who find it, and health, the God kind of health to all your flesh. Amen? Amen? And, and it doesn't say it has a choice. Right? Yes. See, that's the thing about the Word of God. It's, it, it is, it's, there's nothing that can stand against it. There, there is no greater power than His Word. So it doesn't matter what word is spoken against His Word, His Word's greater. Right? Isn't it the little arrow sign? The, 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 the tip is weak and the, his has always got the big part. Amen. Right? God's word, anything else. Amen. What? Right? God's word is greater than sickness. God's greater word is greater than disease. God's word is greater than family troubles. God's word is greater than, than depression. God's word is greater than... It doesn't matter. Nothing will ever go on the greater side but God's word. That's how you keep it in the midst of your heart. It's greater. And when you keep it in the midst of your heart, then when something lesser comes against you, the greater one says, no, no, no. No, no, no. Right? That's why you need a scripture when you pray. That's why you need a scripture when you pray. It's not just, a, it's not just so that you show you did the work. <laughs> we're, we're not getting healed by works. Right? We're getting healed by grace and by mercy. Right. Remember all the people that came to Jesus said, Lord, have mercy on us. Right. Lord, yeah. We're getting healed because His goodness. Right. It's His goodness that He's showing to us in our life. It doesn't mean you can go out and do wrong things and expect to be healed. Why? Because you won't have any confidence towards God. Amen. Right? Amen. But when you're, when you're His child, you know at any time you can come to Him and ask for whatever He already has for you. Yeah. Amen? Keep them in the midst of your heart because they're life to those who find them. Health to all your flesh. Life and health. Nothing else comes from His Word except life and health. Amen? Sickness and disease don't come from God's Word. Life and health come from God's Word. You can't have life and health and sickness and disease. What's He say? You can't get bitter water and sweet water out of the same well. Amen. Right? And if God says you can't get bitter water and sweet water out of the same well, then He knows He's only sweet water. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Keep your heart with all... Why did he have to, well, He's mentioned the heart twice. Why? Because it's where 
you store the Word of God. It is the storage container for God's Word. It's where you keep it. It's where you, it's where you find it. It's where you, if you're looking for it, you shouldn't look anywhere else. Don't look in your head because it's not there. Right? Because in a time of need, you, you, you'll, you can go through every index card in your head and you won't find the right verse. But in your heart, the truth is there. God's Word is truth. Amen? And His truth is greater than any lie that the devil could ever tell you. You're going to make it. Amen? That's truth. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. You're, you are healed. Say, well, I don't feel healed, bro. It doesn't matter what you feel. Quit listening to your head. The Word of God's in your heart and it says you are. Amen? That's how manifestations happen. When you believe His Word more than anything else, manifestations happen. If you, if you tonight, no matter what you're dealing with, decide to believe this Word more than what you're dealing with, then manifestation of healing is happening in your body right now. You're not waiting on manifestation. It's happening. Why? Because you believe more in the Word than you believe in the outside circumstances. Amen? Glory to God. Look at Luke 7. We'll end with that somewhere. How long have I been going? I don't even know what time we started. We're having fun though. Luke 7. Luke 7 is where Jesus said, I've not seen greater faith than this. So this is where you want to look. Right? Because you, you want to have faith like that. If Jesus says it's great faith... You know, we, we look at little faith and we say, whew. You know, I, I think Peter walked on the water. Sure, he sank, but he walked. I don't think I've ever walked a couple steps. on Anybody else here walked a couple steps on the water? No. And Jesus said, you got a little bitty faith. He called this man's faith great. Hmm. People say, well, he didn't try to walk on the water. Yeah, he did. He did the exact same thing. Just wasn't on water. It was a different... Same type of situation. doesn't matter what you're believing for. Don't, don't put levels on things. Say, well, you know, you could believe for healing from, can- or from a broken bone, but cancer? No, you know. Cancer's way up here, broken bones way up here. No. He, he can heal the common cold. The thing, that, the thing they can't find a cure for, he already cured. Right. You know what? We're not, people say, well, they can't find a cure for that. We did. We got it. Right? The cure for the common cold's right here. Amen. Sin is word and healed me. That's the cure for the common cold. And you know what the cure is? Grab hold of that word and refuse to let go. People say, well, that's just getting well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you want? <laughs> Glory to God. Luke 7, 3. When he heard of Jesus, when he heard of Jesus, in other words, he heard the word about Jesus. What happened? He got faith. He heard the word. He sent unto the, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come heal his servant. He, he, this this centurion, and a lot of people, there's different accounts of this, so they think the centurion was actually there. Well, he wasn't. He was not there. And you really need to know that he wasn't there and, and, and see a lot of people say, oh, Matthew, it looks like he was there. That's because Matthew saw it just that way. Why? Because 
in Matthew's eyes, he was sent by the centurion, so he was as good as the centurion. If a lot of people in the hospital would believe that, they'd be well. They'd be more well. Because I've walked into hospital rooms where they expected Brother Moore, and man, I'd have thought I had three heads. But the truth of the matter is, is I was sent by Mrs. Moore and Brother Moore. You know who I was? I was Mrs. Moore and Brother Moore. And I only had one head. And it was Mrs. Moore and Brother Moore. <laughs> he, he sent he sent the elder beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when he came to Jesus, you know what, what, he, what, what it said when, when it says he came, beseeched him that they would come and heal his servant? It, look at that in the Young's literal back in verse 3. Young's literal translation. That he would thoroughly save. Heal. Thoroughly save. See, salvation is so much bigger. And, and the devil's tried to put it in this little bitty box. And it's everything. John 3.16 is the greatest verse. Why? Because it is your salvation. It's your healing. It, it's, it's your life. It's your health. Amen? If you'll store it in the good, good ground of your heart, you'll have those things. Amen? Verse 4. And when they came... To Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, This man is worthy for whom you should do this. Did, did the centurion tell him to say this man's worthy? Or did he just say, See if he'll come heal my servant? You know, a lot of people just look past this stuff, but I have to look at it because you don't go and say, I'm worthy to be healed. You go and th- say, Thank you for making me worthy to be healed. Huh? Thank you that by your grace I can receive my healing. Amen? Amen. Uh, the uh, the proud don't get the grace, and and don't and see in 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 word of faith circles we'll see, we 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 say it like this I was I was in faith, you're just saying I was worthy. You know I believed and God didn't. What? Oh, so you 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 deserved to be healed but weren't. Yeah, you deserve to be healed because of Jesus, not because of anything we've done. Not by any works of righteousness that we've done, but by His grace, by His mercy, by His goodness, He's allowed us to receive a righteousness that was not ours and given the ability. Yes, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And in Christ, you can have all things. But, but in, in pride, we can have nothing. Amen? And, 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 the, and the centurion did not tell them to go and make a case for me for him to come to my house. He said, ask him if he'll come heal him. Amen? Amen. And, and what verse was I on? Oh, that he's worthy as you do it. Verse 5, for he loves our nation. You know, that's like saying he goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> Did you know that that's not a stipulation for being healed? There's a lot of people that have never been to church that got healed. Fact is, none of these people in the Bible were even saved that got healed. Right? They couldn't have been. Jesus hadn't went to the cross yet. So all these people were saved before, or were healed before they got saved. How many know God does it in order of faith? It's not. It's not according to what you did. It's according to your faith. Amen? It's not according to His ability. It's according to your faith. Amen? Glory to God. He loves our nation, and He built us a synagogue. He gives heavily. (laughs) Now, if Jesus goes here for that reason, He's now a respecter of persons. 
right? And we know Jesus is no respecter of persons. So he did not go because of this. He already knew. He, remember, he only did what the Father told him to do. He was going because the Father told him to go. No other reason. He didn't do anything that the Father didn't tell him to do. And he wasn't led by people making up great stories about people. Amen? Amen. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent other people, not the Jews, he sent friends, saying to him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy. Wait, they just said he was worthy. No, he didn't say that. See, Jesus knew his heart before he left. God knew what God knew the man's heart before he sent Jesus. He knew that he had the faith for this to happen. God knows everything before it happens. Amen? He said, he said I'm not worthy that you would even come to my house, uh, that you should even come under my roof. Verse 7. Wherefore, neither thought I didn't think I was worthy for me to come to you. In other words, I sent people to you because I'm not even worthy to come to you. That's, that's, that's a humble man. He's saying, I know what I do and I know who I am. Right? I'm not thinking this is a Jewish man. This is just a man that loved Jewish people. Right? He did some good things for Jewish people and he had a good heart. He was a good man. But, but he said, because of who I am, I didn't count myself worthy to come see you myself. So I, and he, he, I, he sent friends to see him. He, this centurion still has not seen Jesus. And he's never going to. He's never going to see Jesus, yet his servant's going to be healed. Amen. You know, when we get something in our mind that we have to have it happen this way, or we're not going to get it, then you are limiting God heavily don't decide how healing has to happen who has to lay hands on you who's got to come see you in the hospital who's got to do this where this word has to come from or, I, I saw them there they couldn't possibly pray for me they said i saw them get mad one day they can't pray the prayer of healing you know what god uses donkeys <laughs> right and he uses people that have good hearts and your stupid head leading you one day does not mean your heart's not good. It just means you didn't yield to your heart one day. Right? Don't let the devil lie you out of the goodness of God in you. You got the goodness of God in you. Paul said to one church, he said, I'm convinced that the goodness of God's in you. I'm convinced that the goodness of God's in all of us. Amen? Jesus went with him. When he wasn't far off, he said, don't trouble yourself. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. I'm not, I wasn't even worthy to go see you. But say in a word. What's he saying? Put that power in a word and send that. Huh? Well, think about what he's saying. Look at the very next verse. He's saying, say in a word and my servant will be healed. He said, and why does he understand this? Because he says, I'm a man under authority. In other words, I'm a man that's under some really high up people. That, that their word has force. And when they say something to me and I say something to them, what they said through me happens. Amen? So, so what he's saying is, their word comes to pass through me. You think he understood Jesus pretty good? Yeah. 
Because what was happening, he's saying, God's words come to pass through you. Glory to God. God's words are coming to pass through Jesus in our lives today because we believe that for God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son and we've, we've been saved. And God's words are coming to pass through Jesus into us. And now because of who we are, they can come to pass through us. Amen? But He said, he said I say to one, go, and they go. Well, what's he saying here? He didn't say, I say to one, go, and then I see if they do. He's still talking about Jesus' words too. See, that's, that's a problem with the church. We say, we, we say go, and then we wait to see if it happens. He doesn't wait to see if it happens. He says go, and it goes. If you tell sickness to go, it goes. Don't turn around and wait to see what it does. Turn around the other way and walk off. Amen. He said, he said you say, I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. I don't sit to wonder if he's coming. I know he's coming. I'm standing right there where I'm supposed to stand, waiting on him because he's coming. He's still talking about the Word of God is like this. It's that certain. If God speaks it, it's coming to pass. Amen. And that's what he's saying. I understand exactly who you are, Jesus. You're the Word of God manifest. And if you speak it, it's getting ready to happen. So if you'll say in a word, say in a word, my servant will be healed. Glory to God. And Jesus, He, he looked at it and He said, well, look at the next verse. Hmm. I don't have it. Oh, here it is. Jesus said, the, when Jesus heard these things, He marveled. Why? Because nobody else had understood what He was yet. He came as the Word of God and it said that His own rejected Him. So even the people that should have known Him did not know Him. But this centurion, this centurion that should not have known Him knew exactly who He was and because He knew who He was, He knew the power of that Word and He received His servant healed why because he knew the power of god and what was it the word of god and he knew if god says you're healed you're healed it's just as certain if i tell that person to go there and go they go and if i tell them to come they come your word's more certain if you say say in a word only my servant will be healed He said in word after word after word after word that we're healed. You can look through this Bible thousands of of pages and you can find word on your healing, my healing, His healing for us. The word salvation, the word saved, the word healed, they're conglomerated. They mean prosper, delivered, rescued, healed. He, He doesn't hold back at any point. He has said in a word that you're healed that I'm healed. It's a matter of us being. It's not a giving problem. Right? He said in a word that we're healed. And, And he said, the word's coming from here and it's going to here and I'm getting it here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And, and I know that it works. And Jesus said, I've not seen faith like this. 
in all of Israel. I've not seen faith like this. This is the greatest faith I've ever seen. Why? Because it's faith that knew what it wanted, it knew how to get it, and it went out and grabbed it. And it was faith operating by love. Why? He loved that servant. It was faith operating by love. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And, and he received his servant back well because of it. That's great faith. Amen? In Matthew 8.13, we'll close with this. Matthew 8.13. This is, this is the end of that same story. Jesus said under the centurion, and Matthew sees the centurion there, whether he's there or not. Why? Because it doesn't matter. The centurion sent his word, and so the centurion's there. Right? He says, go thy way as you have believed. What? That my word, your word is God's word, and if you speak God's word, my servant will be healed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what will happen if you speak God's word? Your servant will be healed. If you speak God's word, you'll be healed. If we speak God's word, if we'll take hold of God's word, if you just take hold of 1 Peter 2.24, match it up with Isaiah 53, put them both together and say, those are my words. Right? Those, those, are, those are God's words. Now they're in me. They're my words. Not only am I going to use them, but I'm going to use them against the devil and other people because I'll be healed. They'll be healed. We'll be healed because he sent his word and healed them. Yes, amen. Amen? amen? And saved us from all our destructions. But it's not according to what he can do. Right? It's according to our faith. Be it done unto us. And our faith must stand in the Word. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Did you guys get anything out of this today? It was good. I did. If you didn't, thank you, Lord. Stand to your feet. I appreciate you letting me learn while you sat there and looked. Thank you, Lord. And if you want to get Rick in trouble for pirating tapes or anything like that, guys, the Word of God is true. It doesn't matter what we've experienced. If it's not God's Word, then it's not what we have to experience. Amen? We can experience the goodness of God right here in the land of the living. And not only can we, we should. We should. His Word should be so close. What's it say? The Word is near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. Amen? And if it's in your heart and it's in your mouth, you have only but to speak it. And the circumstances that are surrounding you right now will change in an instant. Just like that servant, you know when he was healed? Self-same hour. What self-same hour? The the same hour that the centurion believed and the word was spoken. Amen? Amen. So that means every one of us were healed over 2,000 years ago. The self-same hour, 2,000 and whatever years ago. Glory to God. You can say, well, I don't feel healed. I don't think that servant felt healed before that word hit him. But when the word of God hit his life, through the, through the authority of the centurion over him. Amen? And he was healed. Amen? And, and if you're part of this church, I can tell you that the ones over you, the, one, the, the, the pastors of this church, they believe in your healing. They believe that the stripes on Jesus' back paid for the healing for every person in this room, Sarasota, watching by Internet, and that not one person should leave here without being healed tonight.
If you've got anything happening in your body tonight, that any sickness or disease that's been bothering you, it doesn't have to be there. Anything that's been clouding your mind, any confusion, anything that, that the devil has oppressed you with, the Word has unpressed you with. Amen? Amen? And if you'll believe that Word tonight, you'll have that health. You'll have that life. And don't just believe it. Keep it. Incline your ear to it. No matter what you hear tomorrow. Well, I know last night I was all hyped up because the Word was so good, but today I don't feel that great. The Word's the same. What's it say? Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and how long? Forever. And Jesus is what? The Word. So the Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. You got a song for us, Miss Cheryl?